Welcome to PoePolitikin.com, your number one source for hip-hop without the politics. PoePolitikin is Yo! MTV Raps meets Reading Rainbow meets Dr. Phil or something like that. Follow PoePolitikin on all social media at PoePolitikin. That's at P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N. PoePolitikin.com Hey everyone, I'm Lucy, and this is Poe Politikin. I'm screaming, you're bleeding, I'm numb to every feeling, I tell myself it's just a Ticking.com, your home for music meets self-help. Make sure you go on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Music, type in Popol Ticking. This is from some of our interviews since 2011. 1-2-1-2 in place to be with Lucy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I hear you're a savage, a wife, and a mom. Yeah, you've been looking at my Instagram? <laughs> yeah, I'm on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that is me. So how did you get involved with music? Um, you know, I, I have been singing my whole life and, uh, as, as far back as I remember, 
um, starting with, you know, the, the Disney movies back in the day. Um, but I, I didn't really start performing until I was, um, let's see, my first public performance outside of the playground in front of my friends was uh, at 14. And, and that's really where I felt, where I feel the most at home. Um, and I, I recently took a, a six and a half year break away from performing and writing and um, doing all, all the stuff that I'm doing now and just returned earlier this year. So um, yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's really been a lifelong journey. And this is the thing that I've always, always seen myself doing. So what made you take a six month, six year break? Oh man. So interestingly, uh, we moved from Nashville, Tennessee to LA in 2012 so that I could pursue my my music career and after I had been super active in Nashville traveling to LA for award shows and events and, and things like that and and then when we six months after we moved to <laughs> to LA I was like I need to take a break I can't I don't know I was just feeling burnt out I felt like uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to sing about, what I wanted to say, like what my voice was. I was just, I was just tired of doing it. And I felt like it was really owning me instead of me being clear about what I wanted out of it. Um, and during that time, a lot, a lot of really deep stuff, um, a lot of big stuff happened and I got to work on some really deep things within myself that have allowed me to come back into this music creation space in a really powerful way. Uh, I had a couple more kids. So we had two kids and then we had two more. And, uh, and then my husband had some, some weird mystery injuries and the VA couldn't figure it out. And he went through a couple of years of depression and um, disability. And uh, I started doing coaching. I started trying to figure out how to first help myself. You know, that's when I really got deep into the self-development and personal growth. Um, transformational events, all that stuff. And in finding my own breakthroughs, I was able to help other people, you know, create theirs. And um, so I've, I've been very heavily involved in the personal uh, development and speaking and coaching world for the last several years, um, which is interesting because now all of my old clients and the people that I have, you know, supported through their journeys, they get to see me fully pursue mine. I said, what makes you a savage? Oh, man. There's something very, yeah, I, for, for as long as I can remember, there's been this, it's almost like I wanted to be in the jungle. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Maybe it's because my father was just really strange dude. He was a strange, he would go in a jungle. He had like a pet liger at one point. He He had a, a snake I have a python now um I just grew up with all kinds of weird exotic pets and I just remember feeling free you know in that kind of environment where I could be a little more primal and just like uh, I don't know you know I I think there's just something very deeply human about being in that primal state if you know what I mean um not to take away from any of the self-awareness and the development um, and all of that. But actually, I think when you marry the two of them together, like we allow ourselves to get to unleash and to just be um, free and be wild and, and take the risks and things like that. Applying that to modern day living is um, is what makes it really powerful for me. Okay.
So yeah, I saw your video. You just up like a lion. You was naked too, huh? Yeah, I was in the tiger <laughs> body paint. Yeah, well, technically, right. I was wearing a g-string, but <laughs> for video purposes. Um, yeah, I like I like being free. People tell me they're like, "You like being naked, don't you?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I do." I mean, yeah, I then like, I saw you was on the beach. Like, yeah. You look like you talking about lunch break or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, we like to we like to go to the nude beach. I think we might be low key nudists. I don't know, <laughs> but we like it. So then, so so, what's the goals with the music now? Well, you know, it's um still the the same big vision that I've had my whole life I, is performing worldwide in front of millions and millions of people. Um, but more so, it's it's beyond that. I think I had this image in my head growing up, like of me performing in front of a bunch of people. You know, like I'm on the stage and there's like all these people. But what really compels me now is like these stories that I hear from people, you know, I get a message from a single mom who's like, Hey, I, I was, there's this man that I really am. I'm like, you know, we're kind of, fr we're friends. We kind of want to take it to the next level, but I don't know. And I'm really scared. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to share with them what's on my heart. And she's like, but you shared this thing in this one post. And I was, and I, and I just did it. I went for it. And and we've been dating for this many weeks now. And I'm like, oh shit, you know? And she's and she's like, it's been like eight years since I've been on a date. But I hear these stories from people where they just, they get out of their comfort zone. And it's like, people are just waiting for someone to give them permission to do what they already know in their hearts they wanna do, you know? And that is what really, that's what excites me the most about doing all of this in music again is, actually impacting people's lives you know yeah I love shaking my ass on stage I love singing and belting it out and doing all this stuff and the wardrobe changes and just having fun I feel most like myself in that element and what's super cool is that I know this there's this there's this rippling impact that it's so much bigger than just myself okay so what I don't know why do you think people need somebody like validation like that i guess it's kind of like programming because like you know school is like yeah. you can do stuff let's teach say you can do it <laughs> yeah it's like go ahead you can do it now no go 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 yeah <laughs> yeah i would say what about uh so then um what are some of your uh personal development like books you like or topics you like to read about oh my god i should look in my audible library right now <laughs> and tell you some of my personal recommendations, dude, I, I've, um, like I said, when I was going through this big hell in my marriage and in my family, I, um, I just wanted, I just wanted to change it, you know? And, and there was so much resistance. There was so much resentment. I was like, why the hell is this happening? What, what can I do? I felt really helpless and hopeless and stuck. And, I didn't know where else to turn. I was just, I was going online. I was looking up Tony Robbins videos and, and he, and I would listen to his voice in my head. And every day as I was, would walk around the cliffs over here in San Diego with my two youngest kids, they were just babies in the double stroller. And that was my, my chance of the day to like, like input all of this information that would help me get through the day. And just things like, you know, life isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And I'm like, Tony, you need to speak to me because I need it today. 
Um, but then I got into audiobooks, podcasts, all that stuff. And um, I read more books than I can count. Uh, I think I have four different Audible libraries mm. because I, I had to have all these different memberships to get um, two to three books a week. Uh, so let me see. I would have to say that one of the, the fundamental books that were simple but really mindset shifting. Mm, 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 mm. Let me see. Let me see. Well, this isn't okay. So this one is a book. It's an audio, so people can actually listen to this one on Audible. But you know Brene Brown. Hmm. Have you heard of her? No. Oh my God! Oh, you okay? There's a whole world of Brene Brown. <laughs> so now, now you gotta check it out. There's this audio called "The Power of Vulnerability." Mm-hmm. And she's written a lot of you know books that are also on audible but that audio i listened to nine times and it it just radically changed the way that i approached my relationships um saw myself all of that stuff she talks a lot about um shame and being enough and uh getting vulnerable instead of trying to like force our way through things so the power of vulnerability was a really powerful audio um yeah, lots of business I'll, books. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll send that to you. She's also got one called uh, Braving the Wilderness that was really great. Um, I, I also got into a lot of business strategy books, so there's a lot of business books in my library. Um, but uh, some fun books like the the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That one was, that one was fun. And um, let's see. Gosh, I have a lot of uh, other business things. But basically anything that, that got into more of the heart of things. I I didn't really connect with anything that was too brainy, you know, as far as personal development goes. I'm like, I, I want the strategy, yeah, but, like, I want to feel different. You know, I wanted to feel better. And that's why I think, you know, Tony's audios spoke to me because he understood human emotion. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll send you that one. I think you'll really enjoy that and her style and just her as a lady. Yeah, I would say, I, um, and I met you at that West Coast Podcast Expo, so how was it for you? That was fun. That was fun. I, it was my second time at the Expo. Uh, I went to the the one they had a few months ago, and it just seems, you know, even more focused and, and organized, and um, I I enjoyed it. Made a lot of great connections and saw some familiar faces, too. And what do you say is next for your career? Cool. So uh, this year I have been laying a lot of foundation, you know, doing a lot of writing, releasing music and getting ready to release another album next year. Um, so the album is the album is next. But really what I want along with that is more licensing things to come through, uh, meaning, you know, film and TV and ads, things like that. We have a lot of music in libraries now. Mm-hmm. in publishing libraries but nothing has been placed so that is something that i'm actively working on this entire year just trying to figure out how to get my foot in the door and uh, we're getting closer we're getting closer so the album's next uh, i've got a single coming up of the first album uh, the first single of the album officially with the music video which is the one i wore the tiger paint in uh that'll be in january and i'll have some little christmas tunes and things like that sprinkled in between now and then how would you describe your sound to people? Oh, that's a good one. 
So uh, I have a lot of different influences, and I don't think you'll be able to pinpoint them when you just hear me. But but when I point them out, people are like, oh yeah, oh I see that. So um, musically, I it's like a hybrid of pop, Latin, and R and B. So you take some of the 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 lyrical content, like pushing the envelope but also kind of dark, kind of moody of like artists like Rihanna or, you know, Billie Eilish or Halsey. Um, I've, I've also had big influences of, by Christina Aguilera, which people can tell in my vocal style, um, Shakira and JLo, all these like powerful, you know, sexy women. So that's, that's what I, I always wanted to give myself permission to be like that. Um, and musically, I I tend to intertwine some of the Latin, the my Latin, my you know Latino background, in some songs, not all songs, uh, but it's definitely more of like a modern pop sound. Well, you're Latina. Yeah, I'm from Peru originally. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, I you be talking about J Lo, but man, I was watching this video by J Lo. Like she uh. She has a lot of ghostwriters in her music. Like she doesn't sing a lot of stuff. Like she, I know she do the yeah. part, but that singing, she has a lot of ghostwriters, a lot of ghost, yeah, ghost yeah. singers. It's like people like she's not singing a lot of those songs. Yeah, it's a very collaborative thing, and I know everybody has their own style, you know. But like, I I I write all my music, and I like to be very hands on with the whole thing and the the wardrobe and all that, and really express. Because for me, it's all about expressing myself when I'm going through all those things. Um, I want to show the, not just the pretty side and the, you know, my light, but I also want to show people the dark and let them connect with that in themselves too. Okay. Shit. Uh, what yeah. else we want to talk about? What are your interests? So you were kind of talking about, I know you have your family and I see you working out, but what are some of your interests outside of music? Oh, I love nature. The working out and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I I actually, so growing up, I had two big passions. It was music and fitness. Really, fitness is more of a fascination because, again, my father, um, he was a figure competitor in South America. And then he was trying to get into that in the U.S. when we moved to the U.S. Um, But I I used to see him working out at the gym and lifting weights. And I was never really allowed to because I didn't know, you know, what happens if girls or teenage girls, young ladies lift weights? <laughs> we can't let you do that. Um, but I always uh, was fascinated with the human physique and um, exercise and the effect of nutrition, the body and all that. So I actually studied, I got my bachelor's, uh, my bachelor's degree in health and exercise science. So, um, but now it's, it's something that just supports what I really want, which is to be like this high energy, healthy, impactful entertainer. And um, aside from that, so let's see, I, I love being in nature. I'm actually out here right next to the cliffs right now. The ocean's uh, right next to me. Uh, I, I love being around animals. I love all kinds of crazy exotic animals, um, horseback riding, um, and just going on different adventures with the kids. And I would really love to travel more with the family. That's one of the things that we want to do more. What would you like the most about being a parent? Oh man, what do I like the most? <laughs> that is, I don't think, 
I don't think anybody's asked me that before. Huh. Usually it's like, what's the hardest thing about being a parent? Trying <laughs> oh, to focus on the positive side. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I enjoy, you know, what I really enjoy is seeing them be free. I I love, and like my four-year-old, for example, she she hasn't been told that it's that she's like too much or she shouldn't do that or she shouldn't dance or she shouldn't sing. Sometimes I tell her to turn the volume down a little bit because she's a little bit, you know, she can get a little gravy, but she's just so free and she gives herself permission to do what she wants to do. I'm not talking about, you know, coloring on the toilet. Um, she also does stuff like that. <laughs> and then I tell her, we don't do that. But um, I really enjoy seeing their freedom and their expression of themselves. And what's really cool is when, especially my older kids, because they can actually communicate this to me, when they tell me that seeing me do what I do inspires them to be more themselves. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, this whole thing is just about everyone fully owning who they are. And when I see my kids doing that, that's, that's the best thing. And then how did, I guess, how could somebody like, uh, could you do life coaching too, is what you're saying? I do, I do one-on-one coaching. So I have done retreats and events and transformational, you know, events, things like that. Um, but I'm not doing that right now. It takes a lot of energy and planning and focus. So I just work with a small number of uh, personal clients. How did you get into that? Well, um, because I needed it. I got into it because I, I was searching and I stumbled upon it. Um, and it was really to, to help myself. And then as I was learning this stuff, it was uh, really awesome and empowering and obviously, you know, impacting other people um, to, to coach others. And it further, you know, reinforces what I've learned to my, for myself. You know how they say when when you teach something to somebody else or you share it with somebody or you can help them through the similar thing, you you know, you're getting it more yourself. Um, and it was uh, honestly, it was it was uh, like our, our, our financial support for our family for a while. Um, I was the sole provider for several years when my husband I, was going through the stuff. I guess like so how did you go about getting the clients, though? Um, traditional ways, you know, networking events, word of mouth, uh, connecting with people on LinkedIn, putting myself out there. I wrote a few books. Um, I have a whole brand for moms called the Sexy Mama Movement. Uh, and um, a lot of that came through that and through just being around business owners and and uh, people of influence. Because even, uh, even with me, like I noticed, like, um, I feel like, like every anytime, like especially their coach or something like that, I feel like I don't know. Always like they got looked apart. So I know like some people like they'll say that they're a coach, they're a life coach, and then they're overweight. So I'm like, how are you a life yeah, coach? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, integrity so it's like, has got to be there. Yeah, like I, like for me, it's like if I'm gonna go to you coaching, I need to see like your shit need to be on point, and I need to see like everything. Not like you know, because that's to me about life is the whole balance, not just like you're selling in one area. Cause even yeah. like, yeah, cause like even stuff like me, like if I see a like sometimes you see doctors that's overweight, and that's just stupid to me too. It's like, yeah, that's what like, my husband says all the time. He's like, I'm not gonna listen to this doctor. He's like, yeah, <laughs> he's like taking so, care of himself. 
Yeah, so it's like <laughs> stuff like that. So it's like I think sometimes, like you said, I think we get caught up sometimes into just thinking we need somebody. Well, I, I was gonna ask you this question, but I guess I'll go into it a little bit. But I was gonna ask you like, what are some of your philosophies you believe in? But I, I feel like uh, one of my philosophies is like everything we, we have the answers to everything inside of us. We just yes. find it. But we yep. always thinking we got to go outside of ourselves to get answers to stuff. Yeah. Well, and then we're looking for someone to save us and, and give us the answers. And that, so speaking of philosophies, that's something that I learned really quickly on from my favorite and most, you know, the, 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 the coach that influenced me the most and trained me the most is, you know, don't try to fix people. They, you know, they, they, they might be looking for someone to fix things in their lives, you know, for a savior in essence. And he says, don't, don't be that for them. All real coaching, actual coaching in my understanding of it and my practice of it is mirroring. You know, you tell me this is what's going on. And I believe that you have all the answers in you already. You already know what, what to do. You already know what you want. It's just sometimes it gets so clouded and cluttered and, and like, in all the noise of what everybody else is telling you or what you think you should do or what you're afraid to do or the one time that you did that thing and you failed and the shame and all of that stuff, you know, all that stuff is what clouds it. So I think the real power of coaching is just having someone mirror with an outside perspective, like, like, you know, helping you see your own blind spots by asking questions and helping you open, you know, your mind to to like explore different possibilities. So um, I, I didn't really ever subscribe to that whole. Uh, there, there's a whole style of coaching too, which I'm sure you're familiar with, where someone just kind of lays out for you. Here's what you do, and that just wasn't me. And I would tell my clients like, I will not tell you what to do. I'm gonna ask you, and then you're gonna make a commitment to something, and it's all about their vision. Yeah, and I realized with me, it's like. Uh... Like, you know, I think the number one thing I like doing, I like doing meditation and just reflecting. Cause yeah. I, like, I know it's like when I'm just like going and going and going and I don't slow down, it's like kind of don't know where you're going. So sometimes you just got to just stop. And then and then the one thing I'm no, I'm noticing, like, okay, this is the one thing. It's like, okay, like people, people always think like, which is true, you need action to get somewhere. But before the action, I think that you need to have the right thinking in place. So it's, yeah. it's like like if I say I want to be rich, yeah, I can go out and get a job and shit and start working on getting a job. Before I get a rich, before I do that, I feel like you have to start thinking like you're rich. Cause once it's like you have to put the mindset first, then the action. So I, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do. That's like my goal. So I don't like I said I don't. Yeah, um, yeah like I even tell myself now, like I'm gonna be rich, but I'm not gonna be working hard for it. Like I don't want to be like, oh, you gotta work hard for money. No, I want the money just to flow in my life. I don't want it to be yeah. So it's all about alignment, you know, alignment. And then when you're in alignment, you get inspired to take action. And instead of just hustling for the sake of hustling, I don't believe in that anymore. I used to do that mostly because it kept me busy enough so that I didn't have to think about what really wasn't working in my life and the pain and all of the stuff that I was trying to cover up, you know, that, that hurt from my past. Yeah, I think that's like kind of what they teach like minorities. Just, like, I know I was learning like taught like that. It's like you just work hard, work hard. <laughs> like but no, you yeah, play smart. Yeah, yeah like a badge of honor, right? You know. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who says that? So it's it's just challenging all these beliefs. 
and you know that's another thing about coaching too is whenever I I started getting coached it was um really huge uh, impact in that that area because I'm like oh why do I believe that like what who yeah. said that who said that, that, that was, who said it had even, to be like that even by religion I was kind of like uh yeah I took it back I'm like why do I believe what I believe and then I kind of just came to the conclusion like okay I believe what I believe because my mom believed that her mom believed that her mom believed that so I was like that's not right so you know you kind of gotta just yeah, you gotta find your critical own critical thinking. Be a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally hear you on that. I appreciate you coming through politicking with me. Thanks for having me. No doubt. You it's got any? Um, anybody you want to shout out? Anything? Um. Well, yeah. Actually, you know what? I just released a, a single last week. Was it last week? I think it was last. week. You know, the days. It's. I have a weird concept of time. I think it was last week, October thirteenth. Um, and it's, uh, just in time for Halloween, it's called dream. But if you go to lucylampy.com, we've got all the, all the up-to-date stuff there and there will be some surprise singles and possibly something in the next few weeks. I'm not going to say too much about that. All right. Anybody just, if anybody just listening to, um, listening about you, hearing about you from this interview, why should they go check you out? Oh man. Because, you know, I think everybody wants a little bit of inspiration and positivity and just permission permission to be yourself like you know we just just come watch even if you're just going to be entertained and be like who the fuck is this lady <laughs> and um yeah and i'll look forward to, to having you guys in this crazy little savage tribe we're building popolitikin.com
for it. 